Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. This weekend I will be at a wedding. Not doing stand-up. My boy Mike Brynas from USC is getting married uh, to his sweet gal, Jerry Faye. So I'll be partying up um, and, uh, and celebrating two people that are madly in love. And, uh, and it's going to be great. But next, next week, uh, back to the stand-up grind, I will be in Aspen for the Aspen Comedy Festival on uh, February 21st at the Wheeler Opera House. Heard of it? Kind of a big deal. Norm MacDonald's going to be there. Fucking Taylor Tomlinson's going to be there. Fucking I'm going to be there in Aspen, California. If you know what movie that's from, you're cool. If you don't, fucking get a TV and look it up. Um, Cannot wait. The Aspen Comedy Festival is a big deal. Can't wait to be a part of it. So come out. If you live nearby, Aspen, Colorado, uh, Wheeler Opera House, February 21st. Uh, I believe the show is 8 p.m., but just Google the times or check my website, adamraycomedy.com. And then next Saturday, I will be in Enumclaw, Washington at the Chalet Theater. Uh, skipping Seattle on this trip. Going to go to the Claw, Enum style, and uh, entertain the nice people of Enumclaw. I don't know what they're like. You know, I grew up uh, a little bit uh, north of, uh, of the Claw, but I've heard good things. I've heard you guys got food and toilets. <clears throat> so come out and hang. Uh, the Chalet Theater, 9 p.m. Um, in Enumclaw, Washington. And then uh, real excited to go back to the Punchline, March 4th through the 7th in San Francisco, California, Punchline Comedy Club, uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Always a blast. One of my favorite clubs. It's where I recorded my album, Read the Room, which is available on Spotify and iTunes, and of course, the full video on YouTube. So go check that out. All right, all those tour dates at adamraycomedy.com. We got Vegas coming up. We got Dallas. Uh, we got Rochester, New York. Uh, we got uh, Boston. We got uh, uh, New England. We got... Uh, 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 we got just a lot of cities, Arizona, West Palm Beach, Florida. It's all coming at you, adamraycomedy.com. And now that we got the tour dates out of the way, hey, guess what? It's time for an episode. Let's do it. Yay. <laughs> That's how I start most of my podcasts. I love Just it. The big yay. I love it. Fortunate, it's great to see you. Adam, it's great to see you <laughs> and you. This is aggressive. <laughs> now, here's the thing. When I was trying to think of a way to, you know, we got a, a, the gorgeous LA backdrop. We do. Right? It's nice. But you, uh, I think in anything you do, you want to try to do something that maybe separates you from the, uh, the pack. Yeah. Put well, your own stamp on something. Like you did in Sweet and Salty, now streaming on Netflix. There you Where's go. Where's your fortune Netflix cam? One of those. <laughs> uh, and I was uh, complimenting you pre-show um, the way that I have so, uh, you know. And I appreciate uh, Decorated this studio the way that you. <laughs> decorated my special? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't realize this was an option. <laughs> Uh, we you could have had that banner in the backdrop at you, the Bel in the Belmont. You guys would have had a longer podcast with me 
Well, we spent about 30 minutes adjusting yeah. Adam's face. Shout out to Kalen and Sam who uh, worked uh, overtime, overdrive, double time to uh, to try to meet my needs. That, yeah. You know, it's like I don't even have a writer when I do shows. I'm You're, just like, whatever's in that room. Is good for you. Yeah, even if it's just a thing of Purell and a half-eaten sandwich, yeah. I'm like... Is there a way to get the other half that hasn't had an, uh, a bite taken out of it? Yeah. Like, no, this is all we got. And I'm like, cool, let's okay. roll. But um, but when it comes to podcasting, thought about flexing the muscle. You better get that. You face better get up me there. behind me, boom, and to the right of me. <laughs> uh, your special I watched last night, and Aww. it's so, it's so great. I know how great you are live, and I think it's, it's almost like sometimes when you see a show like. You know, uh, uh, and then you you see somebody live, and even like a late night set or whatever, and you're like, mm -hmm. oh man, I I want it to to translate because I know like the energy in the room right. and what this person is, and yeah. I think more often than not, it does. There's I think always like a handful of people. Um, you know, I won't I won't say their name, but uh, Rita Rita Rudner uh, did not. No, that's I just like to call it. If you drink five, if you're playing the Rita Rudner drinking game right now. Every time we say Rita Rudner, you, oh, you gotcha. take a shot of Patron. There you go. That's not a game. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm like, drink. <laughs> yeah. Drink. Uh, but it, uh, you're so fucking likable. Oh, thank you. And your you. material is really strong. And you also, it's cool to know when someone's like grinded and put in the, the hours. Yeah. I remember just seeing you out so much being like, I got to like make this great. It's my yeah. first hour, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And Netflix. And it's just... Um, you know, I also think it speaks to your work ethic and, and everything, but like people look at people that make it look easy like yourself and just probably go, yeah, I should probably like did a couple weekends and then threw it together, but God, no. not the case. I wish. No, I, I, well, I got this opportunity and I didn't want to blow it. I'd done two half hours yep. in the past. One of those was at Netflix. Uh, but, you know, I had gone to them like a, a several places a year after that, just being like, hey, does anybody want an hour? <laughs> and people were like, was that your pitch? Hey, who wants an hour? And we were like, not right now. No one yeah. said no. Yeah, you're, no one said you're a little yes. shimmy heavy right now. I was now, like, fortune. really? Really? Okay. And, you know, so, and I've been a, a stand up, I've been doing stand up now 14 years. Yeah. And I've been touring, headlining since 2011. And um, so I've been at it for a while, but a lot of people, Either if they knew me from the Mindy Project, they didn't know I did stand up, or if they knew I did stand up, they didn't know I acted. Yeah. So I was just trying to like, you know, I wanted to make the most of the opportunity to show people this is who I am, and this is what I do, and it's important to me, and I, I work hard at it. Yeah. Um. And so once I got that, like, yeah, we're not sure. It just made me go on the road, work extra hard, and make it undeniable hopefully so that they wouldn't want to say no so right it just it all worked out because it made me get better it made my special get stronger yeah. and uh and then once i sold it to netflix then i was out in the clubs all the time and i ended up this year this last year alone i did like over 110 shows oh my god 40 40 to 45 cities i can't remember of like 75 minute shows that's insane dude. that was just the, this last year the year before i was also touring like crazy it's been a couple years in the making yeah how much in that time does the material like you have so much great personal stuff that i think makes any good special and also like first big one hour mm -hmm. uh like this for to introduce people to you yeah like there's like i don't know i mean you're fucking girl scout like chapter like i did boy scouts for a little bit yeah somewhat relate but also 
you know, I had a sister that did uh, Girl Scouts, but it's not like I sat down and interviewed her about right. what that world was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to tell us. It ended up being a very autobiographical set, which I didn't first set out to do. Oh, really? It wasn't like I was like, I'm going to tell people the story of my life. It just, as I started coming up with material, I was like, oh, this is tracks is like uh, uh, my life. Like it's yeah. a, from birth to like, you know, college to getting engaged and I, and so it just sort of followed this timeline in a weird way and uh i thought well let me just lean into that as they say <laughs> and uh hollywood terms. The Sorry, hollywood lean in and just i'll be like okay i'll just tell people who i am because i'm not one thing you know i'm not just gay i'm not just a woman i'm not just southern yeah. i'm all of these things yep. and i have uh I wanted to uh, film it in the South because I'm proud of being from the South, but I'm not like everybody else. Here's my version of being in the South, yeah. you know, and here's my version of not knowing who I am and trying to figure it out. And And the hope was that people could watch it and relate to it, it no matter what their background yeah. is. No, you had something for everybody in there, and you did a really beautiful job of taking all those elements of you and putting them and showcasing them in one uh, one special oh, like that. Thank you. Is, is there... Uh, is the road everyone's got a different take on the road right yeah like i know jacks your uh your wonderful fiance mm -hmm. uh like has able to come on a handful of gigs yeah that's a game changer right she, comes, she, she was on this tour she was came to a lot most of that's them awesome. uh which i'm very lucky because you know that doesn't always happen i yeah. like i said been touring I started in 2010 touring colleges and then started doing clubs in 2011 and i was by myself all that time you know it's so lonely yeah i mean do you how if you are by yourself there's like the options are go back to the hotel room yeah uh watch some shitty tv order some food from somewhere yeah. or meet some locals go to a dive bar mm -hmm. or really throw a hail mary on first down and go to somebody's house 20 minutes away I you haven't not, done that i didn't do that oh when i used to travel with bobby lee who did not drink i was like i'm gonna fucking i met these people in austin oh yeah they live near the airport and bobby's like that's like an hour from here i'm uh -huh. like it's, they said they said that they got beer and, I and was you're like, like i'm there i'm in also i just was at that point when i was middling it was so like mm -hmm. you know overwhelming and exciting and i was right. like i just want to soak up all the experiences now definitely like you the show is the much. focus and i want it to be i mean i'm still a sucker for a good karaoke night oh somebody... for sure hey guys adam ray here for the about last night podcast hope you're enjoying the episode man it's good to be back and you know what the best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you the fans i love candles okay you know from listening to this podcast we've always had candles living around the apartment and now my new place and um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan. Reached out, said, I love the pod. Would love to some send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on, trust me. I was like, all right, let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, they're... Cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped, all by him. Um, and you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in. And over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scent. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. 
go to Hangover Candle Co. Uh, on Etsy. Okay, go to Etsy. Type in Hangover Candle Co. It'll pop up at the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. 25%. Hangover Candle Co. is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but again, go to Etsy. Type in Hangover Candle Co. Find the candles and the smells you want. Create your own. And then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order. I love candles. They're great for any occasions. Bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy.com, and then type in Hangover Candle Co., and, uh, and pick your candles and use ALN25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better. Okay? Because everybody farts, and candles are a great way to get rid of that. And now back to the episode. Well, definitely when I was, like, first starting out, I would occasionally go to the gay bar afterwards or see a drag show. Are there gay bars everywhere? Yeah, most, most big cities, yeah. at least. Uh, so I'd go to a show and people would be like, oh, come to the gay bar. There's a drag show tonight or whatever. So I'd go and just hang out. Yeah. Uh, but then the more I kept touring and the older I got, I was like, oh, dra- grandma's <laughs> got to go to bed. I can't uh, do this. And uh, especially when I was on Chelsea, everyone assumed we were all big partiers. And I like you're attached to Chelsea. Yeah. But and so I would I like to have fun, but I was not like the party party. Yeah. Get wasted. You weren't shot, shot. No, shot, shot. and so everyone was like, "Oh, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> I'm like, so sorry to let oh. you down. Well, yeah, because you're so fun and like upbeat, so I'm sure people think that translates to like. Well, you know why I'm so fun and upbeat? Why? I get sleep. I'm not tired and hungover. That's why I'm fun. I can enjoy my day and be present and uh, and have a good time because I'm not partying at all night. I should take this moment to let you know our audience is comprised entirely of alcoholics. So yes, shots fired. They're all passed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> they just woke up and they're like, who, is that? They're like, who is this? Did Adam's face get bigger? <laughs> uh, wait, so how do you, um, uh, if you're if Jax isn't with you, like, yeah. do, you, do you try to like, that's also the challenge of being on the road is like, man, I should really buckle down and get more work done. Sleep for me is mm-hmm. where I try to take advantage the most. I'm like, man, I'm in st louis yeah i saw the two things there are to do here mm-hmm. i'm not looking to find any weirdos to attach myself to i should try to get rest because i'm not right. doing that enough here yeah if jackson my dogs aren't with me i sleep into like 10 or 11 yeah. which is like oh my god this is Isn't amazing that is that your ideal time to wake up oh yeah because at home our dogs wake us up at like 7 a.m just got a puppy and that shit is a. it's a lot man they yeah it's a lot and and i do a morning radio show now uh, yes. uh for serious xm net for netflix so good uh with tom papa so we wake up at 5 30 monday through thursday now i think i was talking so. to you maybe a week before you started that and you were had a, a few trepidations about that just, time just waking up early because i'm not a morning person you're not no i i because i uh i like to write late at night me too my brain's really don't uh, you feel like everything's shut down too yeah There's not, uh, distractions i like so i would you know sometimes start writing like midnight back in college i didn't do my homework until midnight i know and uh so yeah for me i've had everything's having to shift earlier so my nights are now like i'm eating dinner like six this is weird (laughs) uh so it shifts things and then it does make uh doing sets around town harder yeah you know people were like hey come do my 10 30 show i'm like 
I mean, I, I do that 1030 show, then I'm getting like five out, four or five hours of sleep. And honestly, uh, I think people don't realize how much stand-ups juggle because a lot of stand-ups aren't just stand-ups. They're, they're jugglers. Uh, they're yeah. doing acting. They're writing. They're working on their own set. They're writing scripts. They're, you know, radio shows, podcasts. You're branding podcasts. I forgot the backdrop situation. Social media alone is like a job. It is. And so... Uh, There's no rule book. There's kind of a different take for yeah. a lot of people how much you should be connecting if you're not connecting mm -hmm. enough. Like when did the timing of it yeah. all matters. So if you're if you're really trying to succeed in different areas you have to stay on top of stuff and it, it, you don't have the luxury yeah of just like chilling uh, you know what i mean so there's it's all very uh um the the standoff life of just like uh eating snacks and uh <laughs> laying by a pool is no longer and i miss like those, bitch. I yeah, miss it's not, those yeah, days yeah, yeah. i it, still snack but <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to snack give me your go-to snack my go-to snack if it's okay let's say this okay. friday night actually tell me this special comes out yeah did you do any sort of celebratory i was in new york to impress awesome uh but if if i great on colbert by the way oh thank yeah. you if i'm having like a night in and we're like chilling my favorite thing's thai food uh pad thai yes all day long i to could toy on sunset you fuck with toy uh, i haven't been a toy it's good uh but uh yeah we're always eating thai food when so if we're like having the luxury of chilling yep uh, uh snack wise trying to how about airplane snack food uh like usually i'm on american so it's pringles <laughs> yeah that's so pringles on american yeah that's like their only chip <laughs> available on the plane so it's original pringles on on an airplane can't can't be mad about that i love uh cashews that's probably one of I'm my favorite cashew snacks guy. yeah yeah like to dip them in anything i don't dip them what do you do you dip them no just wanted to see if you were uh if i was a weirdo a weird <laughs> what's that testing to see if you're a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> is there your mom You're like an old i dip them in an old fashion <laughs> oh my god definitely gonna try that now that doesn't by the way if you saw like a guy that maybe looked like jack palance uh -huh. google him or uh i don't know even pierce brosnan right just yeah. a, a distinguished guy uh -huh. accent no accent he looks like he just Tears up the town at his own pace, yep. whatever that means to you. Whether it's coming into a party late with a game that wasn't advertised in the email blast, but he's like, we're playing this now, and everyone's like, Pierce is here. Yeah. You know, he really pierced that moment, somebody says, right? <laughs> right, right. You've got that swagger. If you see that guy in the corner, right, drinking his, holding his drink like this, uh -huh. and then he just has a bowl of cashews, and he does this. That would be weird. Okay. I would, I would still think he was weird. <laughs> <laughs> even if he had a suit on not even trying to yes they <laughs> like, the scenario yeah, it's like yeah, I would, no. i'd leave the party <laughs> that guy's not like, this guy's a psychopath <laughs> he's probably gonna murder us i think dipping any sort of tiny nut in any beverage mm -hmm. is probably a quick way to lose well, some any friends. dip is uh this is not a very uh you know <laughs> james bond type of move oh would you want to do a you've been in so many movies and tv shows i Sorry, but I'm very partial to Office Christmas Party. That was, a, that was a really fun one. It's like, I think as an actor, you know, comic, whatever, you dream. What happened? I you just good? hit my mic. Sorry. All right. I think we're done here. <laughs> uh, if you, as you know, this set's very precious. And uh, sorry, one Adam. wrong move. Sorry, Adam. And it all comes, comes crumbling down. <laughs> sorry, big Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my sixth grade teacher. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Greenland. Um, 
who, by the way, uh, gave me a real big attitude one day when I tried to take M&Ms out of her. Did you have a teacher that had snacks on her desk uh, in elementary no, school? I did not. Damn. She'd have fishy crackers, crackers, M&Ms. And you would take... I forgot my lunch one day, and so I went over there, and I was just like... I probably should have put on more of a sad face and yeah, asked for a pity party. I'm like, hungry. I got no lunch, can I have some M&Ms? But I just yeah. walked over with oh, a lot of swagger. And, you grabbed, just and grabbed. I was like, yo, you got any old fashions for me to dip these <laughs> M&Ms in? And, uh, and she put her hand over the, the dish. Yeah. I'll never forget that. <coughs> That's a smooth move. Did you got the coronavirus? <coughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if that's what you told us? I'm like, oh yeah. My bad. <laughs> hey guys, it's Adam Ray taking a quick break from the podcast to tell you about BetterHelp. Now look, life is full of ups and downs. There's always something that can get in the way of our happiness and you need somebody to talk to, right? I know for me, with my own issues in life, uh, whether it's career-oriented, family drama, having somebody to talk to helps and I don't feel like burdening friends uh, or significant others with that info, okay? You need somebody with a neutral playing field and someone with a clean slate to come in and listen to what's going on with you. And that's what BetterHelp is for. I've used them. They're phenomenal. What they are, okay, is um, is a online counseling resource, okay? Video chatting, texting. <clears throat> it's basically connecting with a professional counselor. Um, again, somebody that uh, is unbiased and coming in uh, that is a, uh, a professional to help guide you with whatever's going on in your life. Uh, privately online, okay? So it's convenient. You can do it at your own schedule, all right? At your, out of your own home, which is great. A lot of these places, you know, you need to go somewhere. It, it takes time out of your day. Maybe it's too far away to go to where you really want to get to. This is out of the comfort of your own home. Uh, you can schedule a video or phone session plus chat and text with your therapist uh, who are all licensed and specialized in things like depression, stress, uh, anger, uh, LGBT matters, grief, relationships, sleeping, trauma, uh, anxiety, uh, family conflicts. I know I've dealt with a lot of that in the last few years. Anything you share with them is confidential. Uh, it truly is uh a pretty phenomenal uh, resource that they've created. And these counselors, uh, there's over 3,000 uh, U.S. licensed therapists uh, across all 50 states. And uh, four communication modes, again, text, chat, phone, and video. <clears throat> and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, um, request a new one. No additional charge. Because it's all about finding somebody that relates to you, that you feel comfortable with, uh, sharing the info that uh, you'd like to get some help on. Uh, it's available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps, schedule your video and phone sessions, generally a week out, um, which is, you know, great. I think that's enough time for everybody to get their shit in order. Uh, and there's a broad expertise in the network, which um, may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, which is huge. Uh, again, it's secure, convenient, professional, and, um, and affordable, uh, which is kind of the biggest thing. A lot of people can't scrounge together the, uh, the, the coin to, to get, even get this type of help, but it's super affordable. And best of all, right now, ALM listeners, that's right, you guys, if you need help, you need somebody to talk to in any of those areas I mentioned, depressed, stress, sleeping, trauma, family, uh, anxiety, um, go to betterhelp.com slash about last night uh, and simply fill out a question there and uh, you can get 10% off uh, your, uh, your order. That's, that's huge. Betterhelp.com slash about last night. <clears throat> Fill out the questionnaire that helps them assess what kind of help you need and what kind of counselor you're going to love and, uh, and start getting the help that, uh, that we all deserve. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night to get 10% off your first order um, and start connecting and living better, you know, because that's what it's all about. All right. Back to the episode. 
the office Christmas party scene is like such a, again, I think you you dream about getting in a movie yeah. with that star set of a cast. Yeah, it was that a lot much of hype and press. Yeah, yeah, but like hands down, and I'm sure a lot of people agree. It was like that as soon as that they cut back to you a few times, right? Uh -huh. It was the one main scene twice, and then in the and then the outtakes, and then the, the outtakes. End. Yeah, it was just like yeah. I think the first time when you guys were in, or maybe the second time in traffic. The yeah. whole scene in general, but it was just, you guys had such a, it was a, a, just a great part, amazing rapport, and the scene was just set up for you to like, just, if you're a super fucking funny uh -huh. person as you are, like just, you know. Well, it was uh, kind of crazy how it happened because I actually auditioned for that movie for a different part and didn't get it. Jason Bateman. I have a lot of no's that eventually, you know, lead to a, a yes. That'd be a good lesson to people. Yeah, to don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, tried out for a different part, didn't get it. And they had this uh, Uber driver uh, who was Jennifer Anderson's Uber driver, which was cool, but the it was, I don't, coughing again. It's all right. <coughs> um, Want a beverage? I'm okay. Um, uh, I was to drop her off, and it was supposed to be a super short scene yeah. where I just um, uh, tell her, basically I tell her that the there's a party going on at the office that was it and it was like uh i was supposed to be an improviser who was like had a keyboard in the back and did like a borat impression it wasn't written great do you have a borat impression or did i you don't have to you know it was like uh, that's nice something like that <laughs> they wanted me to do and uh so i i they kind of threw me a bone and yeah. they were like oh we, you didn't get this but here you go well, we loved you and uh yeah so i was like super stoked just to get to do anything i was like oh my god that's great and I showed up on set, and uh, Jillian Bell's one of my yes. very, very good friends. Hilarious. She was in the movie. And uh, she had gotten to know the the directors, and she was just like, um, hey, can like uh, Fortune and I take a crack at rewriting this scene? I wouldn't have had the guts to, to ask. And they were like, yeah, sure. So they came in my trailer, and we all just kind of were trying to think of different ideas, and we came up with the, like, pretend that, uh, that I think she's from Undercover Boss or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we sort of shifted the scene that I was just sort of a goofball, and uh, and and we pitched it to Jen, and she's like, I guess, like, <laughs> and I'm all like, trust me, like what? <laughs> and so to her credit, and I had met her before, so luckily she little rapport. Yeah, there was a little rapport. Uh, to to her credit, she she had no reason to trust me, but she did. She just let me do my thing She's a pro and she reacted to it so i we we so came up with this scene on the fly based on our little pre-meeting and then like out of nowhere i don't know why i just started uh her character's name was carol yeah, yeah. i just started ripping on her name and the they heard it in the thing and they're like oh that's funny keep doing that and then they would feed me some lines and then oh. i'd come up with lines and then it became this whole other thing that became about me making fun of the name carol <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be in the movie it wasn't it should they could have taken it out it had nothing to do with the movie but they left it in and then they tested the movie and people love that scene so much that they ended up bringing me back a couple shoot months more. later to shoot the last scene and then they end up putting a bunch of the things in the outtake. So it's this incredible. little tiny thing turned into a much cooler thing. Is that do you get that sort of like like you just even said like don't give up? And mm -hmm. as long as I've known you, which is a decent amount of time yeah. so far, uh, that I 
I feel like you've always kind of just like not, you know, and I've seen even from posts when you've had like shows, like you had a thing with Tina Fey, mm-hmm. it got going and you just are so like introspective about the experience and how like everything begets everything and leads to the next thing yeah. and to, to really go all in on something mm-hmm. so that you can get the most out of it and, and learning from that to go to yeah. the next thing. And it's like really uh, an insanely healthy mindset that I don't know where you, cause being out here where it's again, like there's no rule book for getting accustomed to the amount of rejection mm-hmm. or just disappointment there can be. Right. And you, you definitely have to get yourself conditioned, maybe mm-hmm. staying busy, whatever feeds into getting to where your, your brain is always like, all right, on to the next thing. Like yeah. I, I'm, my thing's coming or whatever. Yeah. And does that come from your mom, from your Southern upbringing, from just not giving a fuck or. I mean, I think part of it is, uh, you know, I grew up in a family where we had to all chip in. We had to all work and we didn't have a lot of money. Two bros. Uh, two older brothers. My parents divorced. Uh, when I was young, and Wait, my mom and my, I was nine, uh, twelve for me. Damn. And uh, divorce club. Yeah. <laughs> is there a divorce right. club, by the way? There should be. I feel like there's pl- probably there's a, a lot. A lot of us. Isn't there a divorce club for kids? <laughs> yeah, it's called therapy. <laughs> 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 We're all in it. And uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So my mom was a school teacher. And she was having to take care of three kids. And my Holy dad, shit. you know, had different jobs, from, you know, from time to time. And um, the, But we didn't have much money. And so I learned at a young age that if you want to pay the bills, if you don't want the lights cut off, you got to work. And so I came to L.A. with like 50 bucks in my pocket. And, and nothing was ever handed to me. My whole life I had to work for everything. I was never, if I wanted to go on a class trip, I was selling candy bars. I was working at the recreation department. Like I got nothing given to me. And, and you know, my mom would take uh, multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in my family was uh, pitching in and doing their part. And so I think that work ethic came with me to LA where I was like, I'll do whatever it takes to, to keep a roof over my head, to pay my bills. To, to make sure I'm okay and to make sure the people I love are okay. And I was poor for a long time out here. I didn't make a, hardly any money. Oh, shit. And, uh, and I just worked multiple jobs all the time trying to make ends meet. do? I feel like as long as I've known you've always been on TV. I, was, I started, my first TV was 2010, but I moved here in 2003. Wow. And, uh, that's, a, that's a solid grind. Yeah. So seven years. Seven of- years. I was an entertainment journalist. Uh, which sounds fancy. I, so I was a writer, but I didn't get paid a lot. Yeah. But I got to do cool events and interview celebrities and stuff. I just didn't make much money. You just want to do something that's getting you in Somewhere the door in the and, and meeting people. Yeah. Even, I mean, you know, uh, Groundlings uh, alum in main stage and like even that, right? Like that's being around people that are all chasing. Yeah, you're. that's where I really learned the the that I love comedy was yeah. at the Groundlings first. And, uh, and, and yeah, all those classes were so expensive. So I, I was always broke and, uh, but you just have this passion. You're like, I'm going to, like I said, do whatever I can to try to, to reach that goal. And so I just kept trying to get better and better and learn and learn and practice and perform. I was at a comedy store all the time, yeah. growlings all the time. Cause I knew that one day I'd get an opportunity and I wanted to be ready. And so it's like, okay, I'm not going to get paid for a long time. Uh, I'll figure out other ways to pay the bills and then just get good. And so I was doing like 
you know shows every night for years that is uh, not making anything of course driving to yeah. at great lengths to go do a little bit of time uh, yeah like, and a lot of comic a lot of comics don't get paid for many Dude, a long time i used to drive to santa barbara for eight minutes to do this bar show yeah. and it was never good but no. i was like spot out of la i'm doing the road next yeah week, you know? but you do that because you want to make it you yeah. want to be able to do the thing you love and get to the point where you're getting paid to you know to do it and uh and so i just kept uh grinding and and i and you're gonna get nose. I get nose all the time, and and it sucks, and it's never easy. And I've no. certainly been devastated by bad news in yeah. this business so many times. And it hurts. Or you're, I'm crying like a baby. because you're, you know, your thing, this beloved thing that you worked on for so long, just gets a a no like that, and you're just like. Ugh, you're you feel almost helpless par paralyzed yeah. by this you're like, but i worked so hard how come yeah. they didn't respect the effort and i just you, i think uh because there's so many no's in this business you can either sit in that and be really miserable no. or you can be like all right what 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 do i do now and figure it out maybe make a, a, a dancing ice cream video there you go where did that come from <laughs> that truly is maybe my no joke in my top five favorite things on the internet. oh yeah yeah, what are you I surprised ice about cream. that? I know. I, every time people describe me dancing with ice cream, I'm sure people are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's how the special uh, ends. Yeah, which is sweet and salty on Netflix now. Uh, where? Okay, I have a few more questions before we wrap up. We got a few minutes left. Um, the ice cream dancing yeah. thing was that just out of like, I need some content. No, it was uh, again. Jillian Bell's part of the story. She's a big part of my life. Uh, we just bring her out. I know, Jillian, Jillian where are you? Um, she's filming a movie so in Boston. Uh, we went to Disneyland and uh, we were. It was super hot. <laughs> this was a couple of years ago, and uh, we, there was the parade was coming yeah, through, yeah. and I, I was like, it wasn't there yet, and I was like, well, I'm I'm getting ice cream. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing, so I got ice cream. And as I came out of the ice cream parlor, the the parade was coming and it was all this music. Yeah. So they were all tired and sitting down and I started eating my ice cream and the, the eating the ice cream and the parade and the music just made me, so, I was so happy <laughs> that I started dancing, eating my ice cream, not a care in the world. I didn't know anyone was watching me. Dancing like nobody's watching. They were filming me and I didn't know it. And, uh, and they sent me the video and they go, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. So I posted it online because you do need that content. You do. And uh, I think I got more comments on that than anything I'd ever posted. <laughs> well, and uh, then it just <laughs> became a thing. When Disneyland is your backdrop, that's a pretty epic place to... Great place. But, but also like, yeah, public dancing and not giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. People, for whatever reason, are mesmerized by that. Yeah. They're like, look at this. Like, they just don't even care. There's people around that are looking at her and she doesn't care. But then it's evolved because... You know, you put one out and they're like, okay, well, now you got to top that one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm always trying to come up with gimmicks of like. You can do one in, the, in your pool, right? Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes. Whatever <laughs> it takes to get those Insta I read a story followers. that you had the pool built for the ice cream video. That's it. The only reason. See that, kids? You got to <laughs> want it and then do it. You too can dance with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the band? Yeah. <laughs> you, was, that a, was that a suggestion to you too, the band? Oh, yeah. You too. The band. Oh, you meant, oh, you too. No, the, you as well. Was, <laughs> Not you too. I was like, what a weird band. shout out. Hey, Bono, you too can grab a cone. Yeah. Lick it. Shake it. Bon, bon. I'm always looking out for Bono. <laughs> Great name for a special. Uh, all right, real quick. Your your mom uh, sounds like a hero. 
she, my mom is my hero, the mm-hmm. single mom, multiple jobs, yeah. championing you. Uh, she's in the special a lot mm-hmm. uh, that you discuss, which is just great. Your voice of her is like, you know, I do one of my Jewy mom from Oklahoma living uh-huh. in Seattle. And it's like a really, I appreciate that your act outs are so strong, but you also, when you're doing the voice, it, it helps so much when you're telling the story. Mm-hmm. I think it also helps like for us to kind of get into it and take yourself back there. Yeah. But, um, uh, the debutante thing is, mm-hmm. is that's all. That's all. Everything in the special is true. Which is so crazy. Or based on truth. Of course. You, you take comedic <laughs> you liberties to embellish. You create a license here and there. The Girl know? Scout world was crazy to me. The swim story, again, you have to watch it, but the debutante, uh, that world is so insane to me because all I've seen is like yeah. toddlers and tiaras or other spoofy shows that are poking fun. Yeah. And that wasn't originally going to be part of my special. My uh, producers, uh, it was produced by uh, Paige Hurwitz and Wanda Sykes. And uh, the, I've been friends with them for oh, a, a long time. And Paige, Paige, Paige was like, y- y- you got to talk about these other things that, in your life that I know people don't know. And I was like, what? No, I already have. And so I wrote those jokes like three weeks before we filmed the special. And one was the debutante because uh, uh, I'm I am technically a debutante, which seems crazy <laughs> to tell. Or debutante's um, always just a fucking cocky. Like, yeah, <laughs> pretty cocky. And you know, so I spent uh, my senior year of high school having to learn to be a lady, and uh, I don't think it. I don't think it took. <laughs> so it was a weird because we were poor. But long story short, my family used to have money back in the day. Yep. Lost it all. <laughs> As you do. Lucky us. And so by the time I was born, there was no money. Uh, but they had that uh, part as part of their history. My mom had been a debutante. Yeah. So oftentimes if your mom was one, they asked the daughter. And, but we were broke. So it was a, I was living in two very weird worlds that were very different from each other. People have to watch a special to get a true sense of that world. But yeah, yeah the debutante lifestyle. It's, yeah, being, you're like a, being presented to society as a young lady. When you're you got no cash. And that, yeah, and it all costs money. And so you're just like, do you mind if I eat those scraps from your garbage can? Is it? Can, is it? Well, I took it out of the. I had jokes about it before, but people kept going, "Ah," where I was like, uh, you know, I didn't know how my mom would pay for it. Uh, I'd go to an etiquette class and come home, and the couch would be gone. <laughs> yeah, but when I was doing it for audiences, they'd all be like. Oh, so I just like, let's just leave that Sometimes out. Sometimes the, uh, the, simp- the awe like, yeah. outweighs the laughs. You're like, let me just. Yeah, but it was true. Like she was like working like as a, as a, as a teacher and then as like a, a waitress, at, at sort of like a sizzler type restaurant to pay for this. Oh God. For me to, for us to keep up with the Joneses, as they used to call it. Now it's the Kardashians uh, <laughs> to, you know, to save face like we yeah. were still doing all right. And uh, and I was just this like tomboy who was working at a recreation department, going, "What? What? Are, what is this? What are we doing here?" It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, you turned out great. Your posture's great. Oh, like <laughs> 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 thank you. Um, I love you so much. I love you. Your um, your special is so good. Thank you. I uh, everybody needs to watch it. Sweet and salty. We'll um, I think we'll include a little uh, teaser in this uh, yeah. video. And you don't have to be gay to enjoy it. I promise you, it's not just gay jokes. I love that you said that. But I see, and I again, me seeing you, knowing you, know how much you have to offer across the board. And I want I want to 
have stuff for everybody. I you don't do. want to paint myself into one corner. There's no nothing about. I would never watch and go, "Oh, this is a gay special," right? Right. Or this is like I'd call my gay friend right after. Yeah. Gotta, here's the special Check for you. Check this out, you gay. <laughs> have you been tapping my phone yes <laughs> uh f fortune Phoenix are on all social medias yeah sweet and salty and the radio shows every morning on uh serious uh, yep channel 93 yeah you and papa me and papa you're the best go enjoy the show thank you thanks for having me yeah. we'll be right back guys this is a uh a double bonus episode a special episode um one more time, Fortune Feimster, sweet and salty. Go see your Netflix special. Go see. Go pull it up on your computer, your phone, your perv, um, however you consume specials. But uh, today, we're swapping up the peanut gallery uh, in for Michael Anthony. is Crystal Marie. Woo! Den- Denha. Can I cheer for myself? You can. <laughs> do you Do you throw the last name? Is it Denha's the... Yeah. I'm very proud of my last name. But but you on stage, Crystal Marie. Just Crystal Marie on stage. I like to just they have no idea what's happening and yeah. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm a big fan. Thanks. So this was exciting when I got the call. <laughs> You've done a lot of podcasts. <laughs> You've been on the mic. You're no stranger to uh, what is to, it to the microphone? Sure. I was trying not to cover my yeah, tits. As I say, <laughs> as I say, you're no stranger to the microphone. Yeah. He's like, you're not talking into it, right? So, now. Yeah. yeah, he gets. Dead. I always, yeah. anytime I do podcasts, the <laughs> comments are always like, "You dumb bitch, talking to the mic." Jesus. Um, so yeah, it's is so the trolling. Look, guys will never, never understand. I was about to say like never truly kinda, but no, never understand the abrasive, uh, demonstrative, just you, of the public. Yeah, what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, is it truly just on a daily basis, or is there like a weekend where you're like, "Hey, the pervs took a night off"? <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I my actual followers are great. Good. I don't get a lot of crazy messages, but when I'm doing podcasts with men who have a very big male following for yeah. being, whether it be athletes or like a sports podcast, then it's like just the worst comments ever just because they just have a thing against women i guess yeah um but but i feel like my actual fans are great so and you're from detroit detroit michigan detroit yeah. proper where well originally my family's from seven mile gotcha. so it's where all the like uh christian iraqis are immigrated to is wow. seven mile so they actually named all of the streets now in seven mile uh, because there are so many Iraqis there. Um, they're now a lot of the street names are actual cities in Iraq. So there's Telkep, uh, Baghdad, like every uh, are just streets in Seven Mile, which is kind of amazing. Now, is there because I'm only familiar with Eight Mile? Yeah. <laughs> so is there the Eminem Iraqi equivalent on Seven Mile? Yes, exactly. There Except is. Except we don't have any like uh, you know. Are there rap any stars. Iraqi rappers? Not that I know of. I know one uh, owned like a record label that had some pretty big stars right. there, but. Um, none that I know that rap, but there could be, I haven't been, I don't, I'm not really that into the mix of that community right now. When you're in seven mile on seven mile as a, uh, as a youngster, does this world even seem like on the radar or is it like, like, who are you looking up to on TV? And what about the entertainment world is like, you know, getting you all excited to maybe being out here and being, uh, you know, just a part of the world. Well, I just always loved, um, all things entertainment growing up because we just, we learned everything through our televisions. Cause it just, for us, like a lot wasn't talked about in our homes just because uh, our parents shied away from, you know, American culture and wanted us to kind of grow up 
how they grew up. Yeah. Um, Mark, so. you had a similar upbringing, right? Your parents shot away from American culture. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I grew up. On the same block, without a doubt. <laughs> Wait, what was the name of your street in Albany? I lived on one criminal boulevard. I lived in a jail. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Oh, my address in Albany? Yeah. Well, just like the street you grew up on. Oh, New Shaker Avenue. There's a big, like, kind of like old Quaker thing in upstate New York, a big community of that. And then it kind of, wow. yeah. I'm always curious about the, because, you know, there's that old game that people say, like, what your street name is plus your, oh, yeah. Your it's fetish. Your porn name. Or no, your, yeah. What is it? Your, no, your street and your, your pet's middle name. name your first, middle name and middle your, na your middle name and the toy that you tried to, um, <laughs> Steal from your friend when you yeah. put it down your pants and his mom caught you. Just me. Uh, true story, by the way. When I was a uh, uh, youngster and my buddy, you know, again, single mom, handful of jobs, not a lot of toys. I had buddies that had both parents and a lot of cash and all the toys. And Colin Eisler, shout out to Colin, went over to his house, took a bunch of his toys and put them you know, under my shirt and pretended to be sick as his mom was taking me home. We're walking outside and I'm like, oh, oh. I was going to bring him back. I just want to take him for a couple of days. Yeah. Babysit his figurines. And uh, you weren't the actor you are now. Right. <laughs> Dude, it was. A, you didn't really sell it well, did you? A, yeah, I would not put it on my reel if I was yeah. a good actor. You it didn't a, book sick kid. <laughs> no, not even close. Didn't even get a call back. <laughs> I have this shit just snuggled under my shirt. I'm walking out. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, uh. and his mom, Jenny, she goes, are you okay? I just don't feel well all of a sudden. By the way, didn't even try to like plant the six seed at the house. Like, you know, go to the bathroom, stay, hang out there for 20 minutes, just like wait it out, like give them some sort of an idea that like, is Adam okay? Like maybe, you know, and then maybe they wouldn't question why I'm hunched over. No backstory. Yeah, no back, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, uh, oh man, uh. And then his mom just goes, and I'm like, can we just go home? Can we just go? Now I'm just trying to hurry, like get me home so I can like lift my shirt and drop these toys. And uh, I'm about to get in the door and she's like, grabs like my arm and she goes wait a second and i go and my heart <laughs> dropped into my stomach so quick you're the first seven-year-old to have an actual heart attack <laughs> <laughs> dude it was i still get like a little nervous thinking about it because it was so devastating because i was like oh i'm caught and then she just goes she goes lift up your she goes let go of your your hands because i was just kind of like this and i was like I just, i'm gonna throw up if i do that which doesn't make sense. And she goes, Adam. And I just went, and you just hear like nine <laughs> toys just hit the concrete on your buddy's driveway, just ba 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 ba. And he just, he's in the car and he just looks up and he goes, You're taking my toys? Aww. And I was like, I was going to bring them back. And then I just, there was kind of a pause and a silent. And then I just went, Oh, and went back to the sixth stomach. Like, uh, so how would you play this differently? Um, now know. that you could go back in time, great question. What would you do differently? You script, yeah. Uh, how could you have made probably would have taken less toys, right? Smart, you know, you got a little nine greedy. toys is very ambitious. That's a lot. I would have maybe done three max. <laughs> I was gonna say one, Chris. You got an evil mind. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever, uh, did you? I feel like stealing is more of a girl thing than a guy thing at a young age. I hear more stories about gals uh, as they get older about like, I used to steal from JCPenney. I used to go into Spencer's Gifts or, or Claire's and take the clip-on earrings and the- Oh my God, yes. Right? Yeah, I stole uh, sticker earrings from Kids R Us when I was younger. And I've always been such a paranoid person, even as a child. So yeah. for like the next- year i thought the police were gonna come get me <laughs> and i was just gonna go to prison and for never see my earrings. family yeah for sticker earrings mark so, that catholic guilt too so oh yeah that's heavy 
Yeah. Still there? Still there every time I have sex. I'm, <laughs> I lay there and I'm like, what have I done? So sorry. Mark, What? Uh, you seem like you've stolen a couple of kickstands. Yo, Crystal, are you serious about that? What? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, couple, what, what, do you, what have you stolen in your lifetime? I was addicted to stealing at one point without besides doubt. Besides hearts, Mark. Yeah, besides hearts. Yeah. Oh, that's a great pickup line. Yeah. You know, I used to be a, is it klepto, right? You go, I'm on probation for what? Stealing hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Would that work? My parole officer is Chuck Willery. All right. That's good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 35. Go ahead and Google. Yeah, Mark, that's going to have to be the last 1986 <laughs> game show host reference you make on this oh, show. Oh, you don't know the old school games he has? I know who Chuck Willery <laughs> is. I'm just saying for the audience. All right, fine. Pat Sajak. <laughs> hey, there you go. Sajak is still doing it, by the way. Would you host a game show? Yes, I would host anything that paid me. In a heartbeat. But a game show, more so than like a reality yeah. competition show. I feel like game shows are fun. I, there's specific rules put into place. You get to just banter with a lot of the contestants. I think it, that'd actually be more fun than uh, yeah. hosting something with reality TV stars. Because then it's just it's a shit show with those reality sure. TV Would you do shows like, um, like my dad right now is really uh, hopped up on uh, Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Right, oh my and I know they'll do. Haven't they done like celebrity, like editions of that show, or no? Maybe not. What am I thinking of? There's a show where they go in the wild, where there is, where celebrities will partake. No, uh, I did. I tested for that CBS show, uh, Something Island. What was it called? Um, it's in the UK. It's very popular. Oh, Love Island. Love Island. The girl that got it was amazing. Great choice. I couldn't even be upset because I was like, oh, yes, yeah, I would choose her over me Man. as well. But I tested for it. And that was the first time like I didn't I my I did horrible at my test. I just had gotten it was like a crazy week for me. And I went and I tested. and I just couldn't get it together in time. But that was the first time I was like really devastated at losing a job yeah. to someone just because you get to go film on an island for, you know, six to eight weeks. Come on. And all the contestants are so hot. Oh yeah. As much as they would probably try to keep you away. Well, I was like, you know, these, the, most of the girls are like 22 years old, so it would have been fine. But like, it would have been just a beautiful time. You get Isn't to that... run around on this island with these. Yeah. It's with just these, everyone's, everyone's fucking everybody on yeah. these shows. Yeah. Temptation Island. Remember that one? Yes. By the way, we're not going to run out of islands for strangers to go fuck on. No. America is great at finding spaces for strangers to right to penetrate each other. I feel like there's there's got to be though like some other like they're good at finding the games in in the way that they but it seems like the same formula where it's like this guy and this girl they got to like will they work out? Well, let's go let's put them in a room and let them fucking see. But then let's have the guy that you fucked yesterday come in and knock on the door and if he gets in, guess what? Then the guy's got to like yeah. there's got to be a new spin. And then let's throw a crazy ex-girlfriend into the mix Whoa. and watch her lose her shit. I mean, that's truly what how you take it up a notch. Yeah. It can't just be strangers. It's got to be strangers plus exes plus pen pals. Like how many people in their life can you bring back from the past? Yeah. Bring back from the past. Bring them back from the, How about Gaffer Island? <laughs> Wait, what's the plot? <laughs> it's where the production crew takes over at the end, <laughs> steals everyone girls, and no one can leave until they get a blowjob. <laughs> You're like, what? It's just a bunch of hot, yoked up, tatted up crew guys yeah. just oh. running through all the women. <laughs> Produced by Harvey Weinstein, Gaffer <laughs> Island. No one leaves till the best boy gets a blowjob. <laughs> You're like, this isn't a game. <laughs> can you be too big as a dude, Crystal? I don't know if you want yes. to speak for all of gals. For but me, you I don't like like guys that are so muscular. I don't even like guys that are like, too good looking. It bothers me. If you see a guy like at the gym and he's just, I mean, no neck, so yeah. big. Cause that, you know, there's something for everybody. Right. And uh, right. I've got uh, a friend up uh, in Seattle from high school 
who dated a, a guy like that. And I, I was like, this guy looks like they ended up splitting. And I was like, yeah, because he probably like threatened to throw the fridge at your head, you know, like yeah. just yeah. too beefy for, for conversations. Like right. it was, but I know also some guys, shit, we kicked it with a guy in Tahoe. Uh, remember that guy, Clark? He was a pretty big dude, but. No, I forgot Clark, the beginning of my drug addiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was also a little bit of a nut job, but a fun nut job. There's yeah. always like, yeah, wow, I'm sorry, yeah. That was that was great, though. There was a night where Mark hit it off with this guy, and they're down gambling, and they were, uh, I wasn't you know. Gambling, I was just watching. Yeah. You're watching the gambling. <laughs> Imagine the drug you have to be on to where you're just like, you know, fired up for somebody to lose 100K in 12 minutes and then gain it back in six minutes and then lose it again in four minutes. Let's get the numbers correct. He won $30,000, lost it. Won $45,000, lost it. Won $105,000, lost it. He lost $105,000. This happened over the course of 20 minutes and I was high on ecstasy. Yeah, and oh, by God. the way, here's what I got. I This was like night three and I'm like, we were out on his boat all day and then did shows. Tell the sun, the booze. I'm like, I'm out. It's like two in the morning. I'm like, yo, I am a, I'll pull that mic up to your face. I'm, I'm passed out. I'm just like, I gotta get some sleep. So now Mark comes in and he's like, I'm gonna go back down with Clark and he's gambling, dude. I'm like, that's all good, man. Now it's like 2.15 a.m., door comes in, or door opens, Mark comes in, he goes, holy shit, Adam, holy shit, fuck, dude, Clark just, he just fucking won $45,000, this is fucking crazy, just, oh my God, dude, you gotta come down, man, this is insane, this is, did holy shit, him. he just fucking lost it all, all right, oh, oh no. my God, fuck, 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 I'll be right back, goes, comes back, maybe 20 minutes later, holy shit, dude, he just fucking won $50,000, this guy's on a roll, you gotta come down, this is crazy, Bloop. holy shit, he just lost 80 grand, I'll be right back, <laughs> <laughs> he goes down, this happened four or five times, you don't and get Clark, you said yoke was yoked up. Yoked up, yeah, but like I think an appropriate amount of uh, of of you know musculariness. Yeah. Do you gamble? No. Do you? If I even do like the penny slots and I lose like five dollars, I want to cry. I'm with you. I'm very frugal. Me too. Yeah. I don't. I just, Does I that don't. come from the the seven mile? Um, I think so. Humble beginnings. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of like the idea of throwing cash away like that is just yeah. insane to me. When you have gone from no money to money, you're like, I never want to go back to no money. Yeah. So I'm very like, I don't do anything designer. I don't like designer things unless someone buys it for me. Um, <laughs> and then I sell it on eBay when we break up. So. <laughs> uh, you guys have both done way more uh, tours around the uh, the globe than I have, but uh, speak to, and you both can, uh, What what is so great about it and why you love traveling outside of the States and is comedy better? Ooh. We'll be right back now. Um, what do you? Where Where have you been? For um, so I got to go to Malaysia, Amsterdam, and Beirut, Lebanon. So there's comedy in Malaysia. Yeah, actually, a Medamed who I opened for. Yeah. Um, was for a while running the comedy scene out there. So he brought out. He did like a Middle Eastern show, and he brought out a few Middle Eastern comics, um, which was so funny because I a lot of my jokes shit on men. And the entire audience, because it was Arab season, the entire audience was people from, um, you know, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, like all of the Middle East. So to have a woman, a Middle Eastern woman go on stage with cleavage hanging out and then talking about you should be shitting on your men, uh, it did not go over very well with the audience. So (laughs) the first three minutes I just bombed. And then I was like, all right, I need to do a good job because I'm being paid to be here. So um, I just had to switch my material up, which ended up working out. But it was so funny um, to watch these poor women in the audience um, have to hold in their laughter because they were all just sitting there, like could not believe what was happening or what was going on. Um, But it was a fun 
It was fun. What is Great Arab experience. season? Is that like cuffing season? Is like what is? It's just like a for some reason it's a big vacation destination for gotcha. for uh, Saudis and Iraqis. So Mark, you haven't been to Malaysia, have you? Nope. You've been no. to Singapore. That's near there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Singapore. I have my I had my layover there. Yeah, they actually detained me when I got there. Why? I don't know. It was a lot of mixed reasons that I was being told. I think it was because I had an enga- I was engaged at the time. Um, and when I got there, they were like, well, where's your husband? Why? No one believed I was a stand-up comedian, that I was there for a show. So the show organizers had to come show them a poster that I was on to get me into the country. They just thought I was like some, I don't know what they thought. Holy Sex shit. Sex trafficker? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, did you have to like perform material to like get them? No, I don't like, I've think done that they to get out of tickets sometimes. But have you? Is worked once. Oh, wow. Worked once. Yeah. Didn't work three times. Oh, that's so funny. One time I did it. Oh God, I told this like really, I'm not even going to tell it now. It was a really awful joke about Sarah Palin's, um, uh, um, didn't she have a baby with like uh, Down yes. syndrome? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Great that. Great joke. Probably wouldn't do it now Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a much more woke climate, but- um, you know, the, the timing was there. Right. The delivery was on point. I'm sure it worked. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was a beautifully crafted joke. The cop might've had a child with Downs. No. It He was not receptive at all. And I don't even know why that was my, the joke that came into my head. Yeah. It was like one of those things I was like two years into standup and it was a joke that I was like doing that was like getting laughs, but also kind of a little like, edgy so i was like oh this is the joke that the cop will uh, appreciate right he can sense that i like to push boundaries yeah. and i think he probably gave me a second ticket <laughs> for just being inappropriate <laughs> and he's like what else can i write you up yeah, for yeah 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 he, um, he call up a law from like 1820 like common decency i'm citing you for that they go, it's still on the books by the way great idea yeah. that should be a re- uh, should be an actual rule yeah people don't say thank you when you hold the door open for them five Take- bucks <laughs> on venmo Send it yes, <laughs> I got video footage. Swearing in front of kids at a sporting event more than five times. I give like there's a look because I've been that kid and laughed at it. Never was like, yeah, I'm in fourth grade. I shouldn't know that word yet. But like, you know, as you get older, you're like, dude, have some sort of tact and awareness. If the mm-hmm. kid's right in front of you, maybe control the F-bombs. You know, do you have to, you know, be drunk. But, you know, you swear in front of a little kid, you owe Michelle Obama five bucks. <laughs> actually in amsterdam children can there's no age requirement for comedy shows so i was so caught off guard because there was like a seven-year-old child in the audience when i performed and all the comics before me were so vulgar and just cussing right just going off and this kid is just sitting there and no one even referenced him and then i got up and i was like a little bit spooked seeing the child front row because oh, i was yeah. like so un- my niece is that age so i would never in a million years do a sex joke in front of my oh. niece um and so i called it out and she's like oh no he's fine you can say whatever you want and i just i, I just couldn't I, for me i just had to do a clean set just because i was uncomfortable speaking that way in front of a child oh, maybe yeah. if i had known in advance and that that, that it culturally it's fine yeah. um it would have been okay but i was not prepared for that so it was a it was yeah it was i was caught very off guard it was amsterdam yeah was the kid selling mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that's the local shroom seller. Yeah. Well, speaking of things you're not prepared for, we like to do a segment on this show, Crystal, and uh, it's a treat that you can be here for it, uh, where we take a look at um, the new stories that that don't get a lot of hype, that don't get a lot of attention. Not the coronavirus or the uh, the the, the locker up chance or the uh, look at Trump's butt in those shorts. You know the things that people are talking about. Right. Uh, we're talking about the things that don't make the airwaves that are maybe off the beaten path. That you got to do it a deep dive for. In a segment we call, wait, uh, huh? 
a laugh every time. I mean, that's twice. But how do you enough. spell that? How do you spell that? If I'm right, going to put that on a shirt, how do you? We got to make that a poll. Actually, an internet poll. Like, how do you spell this segment? Yeah. In yeah. case I want to get a hat made or something, some sort of gift okay. for Adam. Okay. This week we're starting with a feel-good story. I actually, found on my Facebook feed. You guys ready for this? It's quick. Real yes. quick. I love. Real quick. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Okay. No, it's on. It's already going. <laughs> <laughs> what are they what are they what oh, they just on a loop. <laughs> was the floor just whacked <laughs> did they spill something on the floor in advance go full screen on this sucker you can't you can't i already tried oh it, god tried it. no oh wow Boom. maybe wow. kate maybe you can zoom in on it somehow okay hold on let me, let me see if i can hold on let me see let me try let me try to it's expand like, it oh! Oh, Wait, was there no audio on it the first time you were playing? No, but it just. Oh, so it's either with audio or just looping without. With <laughs> audio. Well, we just did it. All right, here, oh, here we go. Well, I, I give, tried this. Give left. Me that audio. Trust me, watch. Okay. A lot of questions here. Okay. <laughs> okay. The guy who taped this, love him. Uh, <laughs> They, where, where are they? Football. Looks like a high school hallway. Right now, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X are like, you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> this is what we fought for? <laughs> the best is how the, the friend who came for backup, she was like, bitch, and she had her, her <laughs> totally. fist up, but then she ate shit. So that was my favorite part. Yeah, I would have noticed. One more the time? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, if I saw that slip, I would bitch, not do this. Bitch. Oh. <laughs> she came in full speed guns yeah. and blazing. Yeah, 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 Once yeah. you see the first slip, you got to know. All right, looks like it's a little too wet in that uh, part of the, uh, okay. of the floor. And maybe just do a slow trot. Yeah. You want to tell me how CNN was covering the impeachment last night when this happened? You know what I'm saying? Last night? Yeah, this should have been the lead story. Like, ah! three bitches slip. Ah! <laughs> three bitch slip? Now, <laughs> Crystal, how many uh, girl fights have you almost been involved in? I, uh, uh, well, I'm from Detroit, a couple. So, but I always got my, I always, I, it was always like me getting jumped because I had such a big mouth growing up. So this is especially fun for me because I hate two-on-one type right. stuff. The so. hair pulling seems like a go-to for a, a girl. I've yeah. seen, I've seen those fights. I used to live at La Brea and um, wearing across from Pink's and there was a, um, a, a, a Latino uh, or Latin club. Um, it was even said that it was called like, what was it called? Uh, fucking, will you look it up? What am I looking at? Not important. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was crazy. And they would always park on our street. So my roommates and I would sit out on the patio with a joint and watch when people would leave the club because it was always a mess. And there were always fights. And one time we saw Skies and Escalade pulling away. Two girls get out and, and chase down another girl. And one of them grabbed the girl by the hair and was swinging her around. And then threw her into the Escalade. And then a girl came out of nowhere out of another car and ran and body checked that girl into the Escalade and then ran into the car and then they drove off. By the way, we were just sitting on the patio like, <laughs> like just literally as close as you and I are watching this fight. Yeah. And I just. Uh, That's called couldn't... White Trash Red Rover. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't believe the amount of, A, just uh, passion and strength that some of these girls had in grabbing the hair. But that seems like the finishing move. Like when you grab someone's head and you're swinging their whole body by it that seems pretty yeah. roll right. the credits it's almost right. done yeah i can defend myself if someone were to come at me but i would never want to get at this age into a physical altercation because um can't screw up the money maker exactly also are you going you never know what's going to happen are you going mace are you going judo chop 
Um, if I were attached, slap I would not do the slap or the hair pulling. I would do kicking. I have very strong legs. I'm built like a stallion. So <laughs> I would definitely do like a donkey kick. Um, wow. something of, cause my arms are much weaker than my legs. So I would just, they wouldn't see it coming. They'd be like, Oh, what? you know, it's just, it'd be so quick. Well, for those of you who don't know what a donkey kick, what donkeys that's facing one way and kicking the other way. That's fucking terrifying. Really. One time I was a cocktail waitress and, I, and a girl asked me for a drink from the, uh, some ball player's table. And I was like, "It's his, you're not here with him. I can't give you a drink. So the bitch donkey kicked me. <laughs> the bitch donkey kicked me is the name of your memoir. So I just, after that, I was like, this was a really good move because it was very, you know, my entire body yeah. was pushed across the room. And I was like, wow, that was powerful. <laughs> yeah. um, so now if I if someone ever comes at me, it's going to be, my go-to is going to be the donkey kick. Fuck, all right, stay so, away. But they say like with women who do have mouths like that, you don't want to get acrylic nails or hair extensions because mm. then the fight will be very painful for yeah. you. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the. That's my tips. I had a principal, Miss McMahon, <laughs> she had real long nails and she um, got into an altercation with the nurse once and uh, and the nurse said that would tell us that she got into a scuffle with the principal and that she, because she had like this like scratch on her neck and we we're like, what happened? She's like, oh, Miss McMahon and I got into a little tiffy and. And she, you know, she had these fucking giant principal nails and wow. she like scratched the side of her neck and left all these scratch, you know, looking back, that's fucking crazy that, yeah. that she still, that she didn't bounce her Sue. Maybe she did. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You might a principal about, nurse fight. Yeah. Ever heard about that that's in elementary insane. school? No, I'm like, where I'm did tenor. you grow up? Did you also grow up in Seven Mile? All right. Oh, th yeah. This is, this is a, this is a feel good story as well. You can now buy a do it yourself coffin kit to help keep funeral costs down. Jesus. Funeral costs are, I mean, they are so expensive funerals. Yeah, but they have you loading yourself into your, make your own box, loading yourself into it, and someone comes and finds you to keep the cost down. You go. Whoa, whoa. So when <laughs> you think you're on the way out, yes. you get in and just kind of yeah. pre-die. Right. And then you say, hey, uh, I think I'm dying over here. Come get, come get. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody want to help, a little help. Somebody want to yeah. close this coffin? Yeah, totally. I'm not running that errand for anyone. If I'm going out, it's like, you can deal with my dead body. Throw me literally in the street. I don't care. <laughs> Have some fun with it. <laughs> a Japanese company has come up with an ingenious, if uh, a tad morbid way to keep funeral costs down and build your own funeral kit. The thrifty kit, eerily reminiscent of an uh, Airfix model, contains everything you need to go six feet under with ease and costs roughly... 256 euros. Wow. That's Shipping so costs cheap. not included. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's so cheap. Cash but, on delivery, bitch. But like the, the plot of land is so expensive too. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. How much are these usually? Like... If you were to buy something like this, great question. Like a coffin that's not yeah. a do it yourself. Never looking at yeah, a non do it yourself coffin. Yeah, I like to stay away from the funeral. Uh, <laughs> Aren't they usually like five k? Yeah, really, they're really expensive. Oh, on all, say about that. renting the whole place. I mean, this you know, I guess this does. If you want air cost. conditioning, it's like seven grand. <laughs> also, like doing them up to look like presentable in the coffin. Right. What are your thoughts on that? You yeah, you do like, your own makeup. I'd like. Oh, you like better this. make me look good when yeah, I right? die. I know. I want my. I want open casket. Just unless there's those things too, where you can become a tree, where you Fuck, can cremate, you could get cremated and then get planted as a tree. Oh, that's what I want. And then you grow into. That's what I would want to. Actually. That's amazing. Yeah. How about this, just throw your dead body up into a tree. And you just hang out there, sure, like a yeah. cat. Put it like in a, a tree house cat. for some kids to find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to go out big. You want to go out real. Also, there is something to be said though about news. making up a uh, a dead body too well because I remember when I. You know, saw my uh, my grandma rest in peace. She uh, she looked so like well that I was like looking around, being like, "Yo, I don't think she's dead." <laughs> like, you know, I kind of was like doing that. 
And she yeah. was dead, you know. Yeah, but, she was for sure But dead. she looked so like... Yeah. Right. You know, she, well, she had all makeup and Yeah, necklace. she probably didn't do that often. You know, most elderly women don't. But uh, yeah, I'm sure she really appreciated going out strong, you know? I think so. I think that that's an important thing. It so. is. We, remember that my friend DeVoe passed away. So we, we used to do these films together and some of them really well produced, like, you know, $50,000 budget, independent film. And the, our first one, he's, he goes, cut. And he goes to the makeup girl. He goes, all the actors look like they're dead. She goes, yeah, I only worked at a funeral parlor. <laughs> That really happened. We were like, "What a okay. weird!" <laughs> I was like, "You told us your makeup girl." Yeah, I am action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you to cut. All right, let's do one <laughs> more. Okay, one more. How about this? Well, you know what? We're on this block anyway. Well, actually, no. Let's let, let's let's end with a with a, a feel good story. Great. This one right here. Package labeled "bag full of drugs" leads to Florida. Florida, of course. Arrests. God, what is in the water in Florida? Whether it's a guy eating a guy's face or a gator eating a kid at Disney World or Trump, that what like there it's <laughs> they just don't seem to not uh, know how to stay away from chaotic headlines. Dude, and look at this list of drugs: methamphetamines, cocaine, and fentanyl. This isn't like I, there was a little bit of weed, one Vicodin, no. and some coffee. This is what wow. you, this is the grab bag at the swingers party. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they were like, "Oh, it's gonna say bag full of drugs"? They would never think that it's yes. gonna be in here because it's too obvious. Of course they did. Yes. They think it, what's obvious, what, what's least obvious is most obvious, or whatever that expression is. Yeah, what's yeah. most obvious is least obvious. <laughs> See, I'd fuck it up. This is on the, I'm you not sound like this. a tweaker. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I'm not doing this business. You're trying to, if you're trying to fool TSA, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like one hell of a party had it gone through. We scroll down, Marky. Yeah, two men charged with drag, uh, drug trafficking could have done a better job hiding. No shit. They're wares than using a package label bag full of drugs. Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt, both 34. Put over in Santa Rosa. I love that they're grown ass men too doing this. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a, an early twenties type move where you're still not totally like sure about you know what life has to offer and what you want yeah. your future to look like. Yeah. The trooper determined that Reinhardt was the subject of an active felony warrant. Oh my god! For violation of probation, he requested backup. Do these kids try to fight? Is there a video? Yeah. Did Do we something got pictures happen? of the kids? I don't I don't think so. No. Wow. Yeah, That's I don't. You're not a big drug uh, person, are you? No. You smoke pot ever? I have smoked pot. I have. I, I actually have ta taken edibles to go to bed too. You're the third person to tell me that in the last month and how that really, because edibles to me are just spell freak out. Yeah. I mean, I almost drove myself to Cedar sinai once after tap dancing on my patio in front of my neighbor <laughs> for 12 minutes. And and by the way, that that's how, that's how LA, like LA is. It literally, no joke, I said 12 minutes was probably more like seven, but still... I did this thing, this fun little game when you get too high or where you psych yourself out and you play a game called, hey, if I don't do this, my heart's going to explode. So you right. you insert weird activity. And for me, I was just so fucking panicky that I stood up and I started like step ball changing, doing the choreography from Riverdance. And now then this I, is a video we should be watching. I wish I had yeah. the footage. My neighbor probably does. I go outside on this little makeshift patio thing we have outside the uh, my, my old apartment. And it was kind of set up Melrose play style. So there's a pool in the middle. Then there's apartments around the way. So there's definitely, there's a person across the pool watching this. Because after about, again, seven, eight minutes of me just like being like, fucking stay alive, stay alive, don't die. I just hear, are you okay? <laughs> so <laughs> no doubt for a moment, this guy was like, 
Probably rehearsing for a show. <laughs> this guy is committed to his craft. No, man, I'm having a fucking panic attack. Yeah, he goes, yeah. Is that Meisner? No, edibles what is that? are the worst. Is this from the role? Is this from the show? Uh, ate too much brownie? Yeah. What, what what acting method is this? <laughs> what was it that you ate? It was brownie. It was too oh, much yeah. brownie. Yeah. Josh I... Wolf and I did a podcast, and we're leaving, and it was like great. And he's just like, I was just riding high and feeling good, and it was maybe only like eight thirty, and I didn't have spots, and so he was like, "Dude, have some brownie." I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I will go home and." Then maybe I'll go out. We'll see. Like, I'll just eat a little bit, get a little high. Dude, then then I text him, you know, when I start getting close to my place. And I'm like, hey, man, how much is in there? He's like, well, you ate a good amount. But also there was like 80 gram, uh, milligrams, whatever. I think milligrams, right? In like yeah. each of these squares. And I had like four of them. So... How do we not you just don't know. It was over 200 like, grams of weed. Yeah, because with edibles, you just don't know. Like, you don't know, and then it doesn't kick in for like 45 minutes. So, like, you don't you, want to fact check. That's a, you just want to trust the process. Right. Like, You're yeah, just like, what could it really do? Because weed is weed. I mean, you know, like, so with edibles, you just assume you're going to be fine. I tried to call the police on myself the first time. On yourself? On myself. The first time I took edibles, I was at a California pizza kitchen <laughs> at, <loving> it. <laughs> at um, Beverly Center with a girl I hardly knew. Her boyfriend was my, my good friend. He's like, can you hang out with my girlfriend? She doesn't have a lot of friends out here. I was like, yes. She was like, here, take this. It was a little bit of a brownie, half of a brownie. And then she ate the other half. We were having wine. And I was like, oh, I don't even feel anything. So she pulled out a Jolly Rancher and was like, eat half of this. You'll definitely feel Jesus. this. So I ate it. And then I was fetal position in the middle of the Beverly Center for 45 minutes until security came and asked me to leave. And I had driven there. So like oh a crazy person. That I, is a true walk of shame. <laughs> shame. You mind if I crab walk to my yeah. car? <laughs> then I got extremely paranoid. And I thought that she was like drugging me and trying to kill me because she thought her boyfriend wanted to have sex with me or something. Also, I didn't know. Yeah. Also, she did drug and kill you. Yeah. I mean, let's go she there. <laughs> But again, it, when it's when it's masked by the candy coating, you're just like Jolly Ranch. Yeah, I've had those before. Fine. They're light. They're fun. You just don't think that those little things are going to have that much power over you. But I don't think I could be that high at a mall. That's, I, that's no, it was intense. the worst day of my life. And then I ended up throwing up for like three hours straight. Oof. I called all my girlfriends over. I was like, we got to... We got to fight this bitch. She's you trying to kill me. You organize your own intervention? Oh, wow. oh, to, oh, okay. Because I thought the girl was like really trying to kill me. And so all my girlfriends came over and it was the craziest scene you've ever, because all my friends are very like, we've all been friends forever and very loyal to each other. So when I was like, someone's trying to hurt me, they all came, they dropped everything. Is there a phrase for that? Like over. a coat, like a coat bitch, like a coat, like <laughs> yeah. a coat, coat killer, like a coat, you know what I'm saying? Like Mountain Dew code red. Like what's the. It's just funny. All my girlfriends came with their hair tied back and gym shoes. They were like ready to, cause I'm, I never do drugs. So they didn't think for one second that I was high on edibles. So they just were like, Oh, cause I'm very like, um, you know, I'm always just, I always have it together. Yeah. I'm a very together kind of person. So they just had no idea what to expect. So after that, I was like, I will never take an edible again. And then um, I accidentally took one again. <laughs> and I took it a couple more And times. it was yeah. the same shit. <laughs> just to make sure what happened crazy before was, story. Uh, it was not, no, someone gave me a Jolly Rancher and I had no, or an Airhead and I had no idea. Stay away from candy, Crystal. Yeah, I just, I have a sweet tooth. So I always accept candy. Oh. Well, I think uh, there is something to be said about girls banding together to fight. Like there's something about, <laughs> Also, it's like you guys person. watch so many murder docs and yeah. and and murder podcasts and just the idea of like a girl trying to kill like it, it's also maybe it's a dude thing too like it's exciting to band together to maybe take somebody down in that type of a context did, did it get how far did you get in the planning of this girl's demise 
guillotine. So they came over and immediately figured out that I was on edibles. <laughs> and okay. they were just so like, game, set, did someone drug you? Like they couldn't understand because I just, I barely drink. So um, they but you just, were convinced. You were like, she's trying to kill me. No, I was like, and she they lived. She wanted me. She took yeah. me to CPK yeah. where most people die. And then she was complaining when, when I was in fetal position. She's like, oh, I thought we were going to shop. She was such a bitch about it. And I was like, oh, this bitch did this on purpose. I thought we were going to shop. What yeah, she was wow. so rude about it. Worst friend of all time. We both lived at Park La Brea at the time, which is a really big apartment complex. Mm -hmm. I actually had convinced them to move there. And so she lived in the same building. So my friends were like, yeah, they were ready. But then it got to... I'm going to call the police on myself. Oh my and then they had to focus on making sure I don't, I, tr I somehow turn into a snitch <laughs> yeah, on yeah. my own damn self. So uh, it was, it was interesting. It's uh, like a lot of life lessons taught that day. And uh, no matter what or how you feel, you can never overdose on edibles or marijuana, right? Like you can never die. No one's ever died from it. Have they? <laughs> like By the way, couple. you just said what most people who've ever done a <laughs> smoked pot do where they go, you can't die from it, right? Can you? Fuck. I don't know. Can yeah. you? Shit. Fucking through the well, that's off. what everyone was telling me when they were trying to talk me off the ledge. They were like, you cannot die. No one's ever I died. I don't think from we've ever, we don't have a recorded case that it's happened, but I'm sure there's been somebody that's been too high and, you know, if thought they were they driving and they weren't and they, yeah, I don't know, jumped out of a couch because they thought it was a moving car and they jumped into a pool and forgot they couldn't swim. You know, like I'm sure there's some sort of a story that if coincides there, with being yeah. too high. If only there was a website that we could do like a search that said, has anyone died from edible marijuana? Hold that thought. Next episode. Next episode. Um, Crystal, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Thanks for being a part of the peanut gallery. Mark, thanks for holding it down. Yep. We need like a peanut gallery like, like when I say thanks for holding it down, like you do some sort of like Ready to salt it up. There should be a pre <laughs> pre recorded song that Mark does, there or like is. a catchphrase that you just press a button and play that. it. Or yeah, some sort of sound effect button, right. maybe. Right. I feel like Mark probably could come up with that and yeah. come yeah. up with something. Just good. give me like three months and I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people find you? Uh, I am Crystal Marie on Twitter and Instagram. Come follow me. And, Great, Mark. In, and in the elevator. 20 seconds from now. Yeah, Mark. Uh, MarksComedy.com. All my, all my social media. But I'm not closing that podcast with the creepiest comment of the night. You can find me on Instagram, Mark, at where? It's uh, buttplug.org. Okay. No, it's uh, MarksComedy.com. No, you had your chance. I'm at Adam Ray Comedy on uh, Instagram and Twitter, AdamRayComedy.com for tour dates, and we'll see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.